Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, you all. This is Mother coming to you. Um, Pastor Charles, she's a little under the weather today, so she's not able to bring the word today. So I have to step in her place, Minister Deron Ronald. I guess he's busy right now. He's supposed to be bringing the word today, too. So Mother's going to do the best she can on quick notice and everything. But you all, we all... Know that God says be here ready at all times. So this is nothing, you know, this is nothing. God's going to it's going to go forward as planned, as God planned it to be. So we're just going to have to do a little different today and everything, but still, God's word's going through in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, I'm going to pray and sin and everything, and then we'll go from there. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> For this is the day that the Lord has made me. I'll share with you. And be glad in it. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I give you all the honor, glory, and the praise, Father. I lift your name on high for you, worthy to be praised. And just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing your children to see another day, Father. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And we all shall rejoice and be glad in it, Father. Thank you for your goodness, grace, mercy, and your favor. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, Father, thank you for being there. You gave your only begotten son for us so that we may live. He was tortured, crucified, died, was buried. Oh, for us, for us, Father, to save our souls and things. And I can, we cannot pay him back for, for what you've done. You are him, even one for what you've done for us. But we can say thank you. Thank you. We can say glorify. We magnify. We praise your holy name. Oh, Father, we lift your name on high. And we thank you for you, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. For you, the blessed Trinity, the all-time and the one. Oh, Father God, that you tell David, you're a man after God's own heart. Oh, Father, that's what we are. The men and women after you, my Father. We want to just let you know how much we love you. Hallelujah. And we praise you in the holy name. Father, thank you for being there for us, no matter what our problems may be. Father God, thank you for being there for us. You are everything, Father. You feed us, you clothe us, you shelter us. You give us a drink. You watch over us day and night, night and day. We're there when we're sick and shut in. And when we have trials and tribulations, they're going to come. And you are always there. Father, no matter what we go through, that storm we go through, when it's raging, you're there going through that storm with us. So, Father, just want to say, we love you. We love you. 
and we thank you for everything. We cannot pay you back for what you do for us from day to day. But we still can say we love you, Father God. Oh, what an awesome God you are. Oh, thank you. So you put everything in Jesus' hands. Oh, and we're not wanting for nothing. You said, but my God, trust me, all I need is according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Father, there ain't a need out there. It has not been met. If it hasn't, it will be if we live long enough. Oh, Father, you are our life everlasting. You are everything. You are our light of the world. You are our light and shining star. And everything you are is everything Jesus and the Holy Spirit is. And, Father, your children also be everything that you are. You didn't leave us out. Have a Father spirit of adoption. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful day. Oh, how great. Oh, how great thou art in Jesus' name. I pray this. Amen. Amen. And amen, glory to God. And amen. It's an awesome God. Yes, you are. Oh, Thank you, Father. Father, right now, be the and everything that's not of you that's trying to get on this line, trying to, to start trouble up whatever they're trying to do, Father. I be and I bind them, and I send them to the pit of hell from where they come from. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this. No weapon for me can show children your possible. Father, you can give children up today with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. Amen. And amen. And glory to God. Amen.
we're gonna we're gonna do this together. Like I yeah. we all gathered in his name. So mother just took to the your place till you got on this mind. But now that you all there, you wanna take over in a minute. But I just wanna read something one thing. Is that song said I will bless the Lord and uh Psalms one oh three says, Bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities, our sins. Who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our lives from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executed righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. See, oppressed, he knows don't get oppressed and depressed. He's got these words in here. Whatever sickness, whatever disease you got, there is a verse for it to unyoke you so you won't be tied to it. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. The Lord will not, excuse, y'all, excuse me, he will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, not punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he redeemed our transgressions from us. As the Father pitied his children, so the Lord pitied those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes us. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and his place remembers it no more. Glory to God. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as kept his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word. Hallelujah. Heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh, my so, glory to God, in the name of Jesus, no matter what you're going through, 
with your praise in your mouth. And whether you feel like it or not, praise him. And I bet you'll see how good you feel afterwards. Because that's all he wants you to do. Call on his name. Ask, seek, knock. Said you have not because you ask not. Ask, seek, knock. And he'll open the door and come in. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. On you, baby. On you, Minister Jerome. On you. Uh, thank you for that, Mother. Uh, tonight, we're going to play a little music and give a few personal testifications of what God has done for you. Because uh, today, time just kind of slipped away from me, Mother. And, uh, That's all right. I didn't get, I didn't get time to right. prepare anything, and I don't want to put anything out That's that is not of God. That's the best. When you're not prepared, for it's all about him and his kingdom building, and it's him doing a mighty work, not you. It's not about us. It's about him. So don't worry about nothing. It'll be okay. God's got you. In the name of Jesus. And uh, one of my testifications tonight is uh, now that I know who God is, I don't want to be without him. Amen. Because at first, when I was living in the world, I thought it was all fun and games until I I had to go have a few surgeries like a few years ago, and they were right behind each other. And one of them, they gave me the anesthesia, and I was having trouble waking up. Uh, they stood me up. I was falling down, and I couldn't even gain my composure. I pulled any thoughts together. But once it was over with and I came out of it, I knew where it came from because none of the surgeons in the room controlled what was going on. None of the – anybody that was in that room had nothing to do with what was going on because the greatest surgeon in the world walked in when I took God in there with me. And when I came out, he was still with me. So that right there let me know the power of God because I was in a situation and if I didn't know God, I might not have came out of it. But due to the fact that I know who God is and I know everything that he can do, which is there's no limit to it. And everything happens for a reason because I was still living in the world. I was doing wrong. I was a whoremonger. I I did all kind of things, you know, sold drugs. Never did too many drugs, but I smoked weed, smoked cigarettes, I drank. And that was God's way of getting my attention. It slowed me down. And if I hadn't... Uh, never had to have this pacemaker put in, I think I'd still be in the world instead of trying to bring people to the Father. And due to the fact that now I know when I have to have something done, 
Our first prayer I say is, Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done. And I leave it at that. Amen. Because you have to learn to give God where his credit is due. Because without him, I wouldn't have woke up this morning. I wouldn't be breathing now. There's no telling where I would have been at in the world if I hadn't accepted the calling on my life. Because, you know, the same way he gave it to me, he could have took it away. So now I... Because now I see things that uh in a different light. Amen. I cherish every moment that I wake up more because it could have been taken away. It could have been snuffed out like a candle. Amen. And the accomplishments that I do is not because of Jerome, it's because of God working through me. And things that I have to say they're not of me. I had to learn that I'm an instrument of God, and what do you do with instruments? You use them to get done what you need done. So there are a lot of people in the world that are not accepting their calling because they're not ready for it or they don't want it or they think they're not good enough. That's the way I used to think. But when God starts working on you, he has a way of changing everything. Yes. The way you used to think, the way you used to act, the way you used to talk, the way you walk even. Because if you walk into what he has for you, everything else falls into place. You don't have to worry about anything. You sleep sound at night. And that's where I'm at now because I have a peace at night when I lay down that I didn't have at first. I used to worry. I used to wonder how this was going to happen. I worry about my children. But now that i accepted everything that I've been fighting so hard in so many years not to do, once I humbled myself and accepted it, things are changing in, in every way. Family, friends, children, everything's starting to come full circle and fall into place. But I, I keep telling people when I talk to them, you might say I counsel some people, in the, you know, and when I tell them, I say, I ask them the biggest question, you know, besides what's going on, I ask them, I say, do you go to church? No, man, I don't go to no church. No, I don't go to church. I said, have you even been baptized? No, not yet, but I, I, I am. And I always ask them, when are you going to do it? Because God is still waiting on you. You know what you're supposed to do. And then they break down crying and they're like, man, I want to go to church, but this is happening and this is happening. But they don't realize you don't have to be perfect when you go to church because the church is God's hospital. When you go to the hospital, you don't dress up to go to the hospital. You don't put on a two or three hundred dollar suit or dress to go to the hospital. You go as you are. And a lot of people say, Well, well I, 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 I don't have this to go to church. I don't have that. I don't have no money to put in church. 
and the materialistic things, they don't realize God don't want that. He wants you. He wants your heart, and he wants you. And once they realize that, they can go to church in a pair of blue jeans and a T-shirt. As long as it's clean and you look presentable, go. Because if you keep making excuses, you're going to talk yourself right out of going to church, right out of doing what's right. Because a lot of people have the influence of the world on them. And what about what the world has to say or what the world is looking at them wearing or what the world thinks about what they have in their pocket. And it's not about the world. It's Amen. about saving yourself and your soul and to stop you from going straight to hell. Because the closer you get to God, things are going to happen in your life anyway. And, the, and I, I had to take that upon myself because the closer I've been getting to God, the more things have just been popping out, you know. And they say the enemy throws you everything that you like, whether it be cars, houses, money, males, females, whatever the case may be. But he also gives you the power of discernment to know what is of him and what is not. Once you start placing things like, look at my house, look at my car, look how much money I get, that is the wrong way to be. Instead of dropping to your knees and saying, thank you, Lord, for this, or thank you, Lord, for that, thank you for protecting me from the seen and unseen. A lot of people, I mean, it only takes about five or ten seconds to give God his credit. And a lot of people, they don't do it. They should, but they don't. You know, they look, oh, look at this house I got. They don't realize that house can be destroyed by trees. It can be destroyed by lightning, fire, whatever the case may be. And then what do you have? If you don't have a house, this pretty house you were talking about, look at my house. Amen. Amen. And, you know, anything can be taken away from you. But sometimes you have to just humble yourself and give God the credit that he deserves. Because, as old saying goes, I could have, 10,000 songs, and it would not be enough to praise him and to thank Amen. him for everything he's done for me. Yes, Lord God. I mean, thank you. People don't realize when they go to these clubs, you don't know if you're going to walk in this club or walk out of it the same because too much is going on. And God is, I mean, he's showing people that Hey, it's time to get it right. And a whole lot of people are not taking this warning serious because, you know, if you don't take the mild cases seriously, God does a little something else to wake you up. He might take something from you or someone. And people just don't see that. I know... I know I was wrong because God has a way of taking this from you, that from you. And what do we do? We go out and try to replace it. 
and you can't replace something. If if God says no, it means no. You're not ready for it. It's not your time. And what do we do? We run out and, well, uh, I'm going to go on and get this. I mean, I can count on, I can't even count on my hands how many times I've seen people run out and make purchases that they can't afford to impress somebody. And it's not all about impressing somebody. If anything that you want to do to impress somebody, impress God. Show him that you appreciate what he does for you each and every day. When you open your eyes, when you take that breath of life that he gave you once you came from the womb, it, it takes less than a few seconds to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for my life. Thank you for everything that you've given me. And then once you start thanking God for stuff, you'll see everything will start being like the fruit on the trees. It'll start producing. And then once the fruit starts producing, you take that fruit and you pick it and you eat it. And then the fruit keeps replenishing itself, bearing more fruit. And that's how God's blessings are. You take that small blessing. Thank you, Father, for this blessing. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And watch that blessing blossom, grow into a bigger blessing. And then once you show that you're thankful and you appreciate that blessing, the next one will come. Then the next one will come. And you'll have so many blessings that you won't be able to, Lord, where is all this coming from? You'll have to ask that question. I tell people all the time, I might not live in a twenty-five, $35,000 home, but I'm thankful for where I'm at. Amen. Because there's people Amen. that don't have. They don't have a, yeah. a roof of their head, food to eat. They don't have a choice about eating. They don't have a choice about sleeping where they want to sleep. They don't have a lot of things that we take for granted every day. Amen. And, you know, as I spoke the other day, we we show no compassion for one another. Men disrespect women and women disrespecting men. That is not of God. He tells us to love our brethren as we love ourselves. Yes, Lord. So that means I love me. So Amen. my next-door neighbor, if he's hungry, I'm supposed to show that brotherly love that, hey, man, I'm cooking. Uh, would you want something? And some people, they have pride. So you just don't approach them, say, hey, man, you, you know. And some people tell you, no, I'm good. I, I got a little something in there. I'm going to put something together. And then I, yeah. you know, I ask them, you know, I I cook a lot on the grill. and. You know, you can tell when somebody's hungry. They'll just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there until you're done. And they always say, man, that show smells good. But you, God has a way of letting you know when someone's hungry, somebody's yeah. thirsty. And, and, you know, in my past, I never paid attention to that. But now it's like when somebody 
man, that show smell good. Alarm goes off in my head. Well, maybe they don't have what I have. Or they don't have that much food. So I offer them something off the grill, and majority of the time they'd be like, well, I'll take a little something, you know. But we have to learn how to show love, the compassion. Because if I had to be judged right now by God, I know now I would be okay, but in my past, I wouldn't have made. I wouldn't want to talk to God because I, I wasn't ready. I was ashamed of myself because many a times I've neglected people, talked rough to them, cussed them out, or whatever the case may be with me. But now, God has shown me a lot of things and. I'm very thankful now because if he had to change my heart and change my ways, I know where I was headed. A one-way trip to hell with no return. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus, glory to God, Father. And I'm so thankful of the people that God has planted around me like these trees to protect me, to show me, and to teach me things. Pastor Shaw, uh, I'm thankful for her because she is showing me things that I never would have thought about. She's teaching me things I, I wouldn't have never thought about. If I was still in the world, I would not even look twice at being a minister. I wouldn't have picked up on any of the things that God was showing me. Amen. And Mother Lily, I've met her, but her spirit is so, so beautiful that I didn't want to, I didn't even have to know her name. I knew who she was because God had already told me who she was. Mother Lily has a lot of things to teach also. So I'm going to be like a a child learning how to walk. Everything that's going on, I'm going to absorb it. I'm going to learn. And then when it's time, I'm going to go forth and teach what I've learned. I'm going to go forth and preach the word, teach the word. But I know coming from Pastor Shaw, Mother Lily, Mother Pfeiffer, and everyone else, that I'm going to be okay. Because God has already showed me where I'm going. Because at first, that path looked so dark, wasn't lit, that I didn't know. I was lost. But now that God has put these beacons in my life, oh, I know where I'm going. I can see it. I can see the end of the tunnel. Amen. But at first, it was so dark, I didn't know which way I was going or how I was going to get there. Amen. So I'm thankful for these ladies for the knowledge that they possess and the things that I'm going to learn from them. But at the same time, I know I still have to be humble enough to take when they tell me things, when they critique what I'm doing, or they tell me this is how you do it. And at first, I no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. Now I've learned to accept 
guidance, criticism, because if you don't accept stuff like that, how are you going to get better? How are you going to get stronger? How are you going to walk the walk with Christ if you can't even walk the walk with your fellow man? Amen. Amen, baby. Glory to God. And Pastor Shaw has introduced me to people that I I know who they are. I know what they're about, and they don't even have to open their mouth. So I'm thankful for her, for God putting her in my life. Amen. And I tell people every day, every day that you're alive, you should be learning something. Because uh, people always say, well, I already know this. I already know it. No man nor woman in the world knows everything. Yes, Lord. And for somebody to tell you that they know this and that, they're not telling you the truth. It's a lie. Because I've seen for myself some things that I thought I knew, they were wrong. I have been taught the wrong thing. I have been showed the wrong thing. And now I'm like a child relearning everything and taking new steps. Yeah, I know I might stumble, I might fall, but I'm going to pull myself back up and keep going forward because, you know, I know doing this walk with Christ that I'm going to stumble, I'm going to fall. But once I get back up, I'm going to be stronger than what I was at first because I know not to go back there. I don't even hang around the same people that I hang around with because once you start following Christ, there's a a light that you give off. Nobody can see it, but people know who you are because of the light that God has put in you. And once that light came on, the people that work in the dark and hide in the dark and do terrible things in the dark, they begin to flee away from you because they don't want their light to shine and expose what they're doing. Because once something's exposed, then everybody sees it. Well, there's a lot of people that are still living in shadows, but it's time for them to come out of that darkness into the light because when something's exposed, it has to go. So once I was exposed to God's light, the old me had to go so the new me could exist and live. So I tell people it's time to come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. Thank you, God. Because God's light is marvelous. And, I, you know, they wonder why things they do or try fail. Because without God in the mix, it won't make it anyway. Yes, Lord. Yes, because everything that God touches prospers. Everything that God's in the middle of succeeds. Yes, Lord. So these people that are so mad because 
They didn't get that raise at the job, and they didn't get that car that they wanted. They wasn't approved for it. Or they didn't get that financial loan so they could go and use that money to go on vacation. I know from personal experience that the money that I was making out on the street, it wasn't good money. It wasn't for me because it had nothing to do with God. It was all about me. And once I added got into everything that I do, everything started changing, started prospering. And now I know why. At first, I was wondering why everything was failing that I was doing, everything. Situation with the kids, financial problems, stuff was falling apart. Now that I added just a little bit of God into the situation, Things are falling into order, and they're falling into place for me. And if everybody just takes a small amount of God and put it in everything they do, watch how things change around for you. Watch how things grow for you, your business, your financial, your living arrangements. Everything will change. Because God don't want you to stay in the same spot. Once your time is up in one area, he'll move you to another area, from one assignment to another. And then once that assignment is done in the second area, he'll move you somewhere else, another assignment. And we need to accept what our assignments are. Instead of fighting against God, you need to go with what he has already set down before you. Because once you do that, you'll see stuff starting to change. And I know what was it saying? Everything is doing in a season. Everything has its own season. I didn't understand it at first, but now I do. You know, I want everything. I wanted everything right now, right now. Fast money, fast everything. But when you're on God's time, it might happen today, it might happen tomorrow, or it might happen a couple years from now. But it's in God's time, not man's time, nor my time. And Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I used to be one of those people, if it ain't happening right now, I don't want it. But now I sit back and I just wait. I wait on God. I don't wait on myself. Because God's time is the best time. Amen. Glory to God. I tell people, they're like, man, don't you want to go get this? Don't you want to go get that? No, not right now. Because God told me one time, no, you're not ready for this yet. But I, I was in a rush. I wanted to do it. I went out and bought something. And two days later, it was broken. <laughs> and That's what you get your attention. <laughs> yeah. It, and God has a way of if He tells you not right now, whatever you do, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Amen. It might work for it might work for a couple of days. But if He says Wrong. We're not right now. You're not ready for that. Lord, I'm going to go out. 
I'm going to go on and get it then, Lord. And, you know, I, I want it. I'm going to go get it. But two days after I took it out of the box, it stopped working. Yes, God. You know, and I tell people that's how relationships are. That's how marriages are. If you rush into it and God is not in the middle of it, it's not going to work. It'll be broken somewhere. It might take a year or two years or however it may take, however long it may take. And God tells you, you're not ready for this. That means he's still working on you. Just like that old saying, you're a piece of clay, and he puts it on that that clay is where you, the clay, the pottery wheel. That's because he's still shaping you, still forming you. He's getting you ready for the next step. But if you jump off of that clay wheel before it's time, that clay won't even hold its shape. It will not hold its shape because once the clay has been molded and shaped, it has to be put into a kennel to be fired. And once the the firing process is over with, that clay is no longer clay. It is now a piece of pottery, a plate, or whatever it is. But until you reach that point where God wants you at, you're still a piece of clay. And everybody wants to jump in the kennel, and he hasn't even shaped you yet. He hasn't even formed you yet. But everybody wants to jump the gun and go ahead of God. That's why God is God, because he knows who you are. He knows what you're going to be doing, and he knows how long it's going to take you to get there. So my advice to people is stop jumping off the potter's wheel. Let God form you, shape you. And when it's time, he'll put you in a kennel and fire you up. And that's what I had to learn. I'm just a piece of clay. God is shaping me and forming me for a reason. And until I'm done and fired up all the way, I'm not ready for something. So that's why he tells me, no, not that. Not right now. His not right now don't mean not right now forever. It just means at this point in my life, I don't need it. I'm not ready for it. So I tell people in relationships, if God tells you that person's not for you, that means you need to let them go. Or that man is not who you're supposed to marry, means you're supposed to let them go. Until God says, okay, you're ready. This is this is who's for you. Amen. And because once he tells you that person is for you, that means that person is for you and you only. You don't have to share them. You don't have to worry about them doing nothing. You don't want, they don't have to worry about you doing anything. And that's, so what makes me so smile so much because I know I'm not married yet, but I know God is shaping me and molding me to man he wants me to be. So when it's time for me to take on my wife, I don't know how to treat her. I don't know how to do everything that she needs done, but at the same time I'll be able to handle the work of my father. There will be a balance 
of both. And, you know, that's what I'm learning still because at first I used to worry about, um, uh, well, I, I, I want a girlfriend, I want a wife. Uh, you know, you can't have the, the cart without a horse to pull it. That's what the old folks used to say. You can't have a cart if you don't have a horse to pull it. So I'm waiting on God to give me the horse, then the cart will follow next. And then I can do what I need to do without worries, without anything that will hinder me from doing his work. Amen. And I've noticed that I have growth because some of the people, they used to stare at me. I used to say stuff, cuss them out. Now I wave at them and, how you doing today? It's Oh, if a person needs you no good, you say, hey, how you doing today? They'll give you the ter- most terrible look. That lets me know whatever they, the intentions were for them trying to argue or say something out of the way. It, it was not good. It was not of God because people of God and know God knows his people. And if you know God's people, you know if they have they have good intentions for you. And I, I had to learn that. And time and time again, I go back to Pastor Shaw. She's my family because she treats me like a son. When I do right, she tells me I do good. When I do wrong, she tells me I do wrong. If it's something I need to be called out on, she'll call me out. So I'm very thankful for her and Mother Lily and everybody that I've talked about. They've been placed around me for a reason. So I I'm, I thank God for them because sometimes we need protection from things. We might not see it, but somebody around us always sees what's going on just like God sees everything that's going on. And that's why he places people in your life to stop things, to stop you from doing something silly, to stop you from acting a certain way and to come into the fold of him because I know (laughs) if people had met me a couple years ago, they wouldn't even want to be around me because I was just, out of order, whatever you want to call it, whatever needs to be said about my past is I was not a good person. I was not. But now I'm starting to blossom because God has watered me one place, and then he has other people around me to pick off the dry and dead leaves, to prune me. He helped me grow. So I'm thankful for everybody that's around me. And, oh, wow. I'm sorry, Mother Lil. I, I think I've been, I think we went over just a little bit. But that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's when it comes right. to the things that God's done for me, I could talk all day. Amen. 
because I'm thankful. Because Amen. I know I was headed to one of three places. I was headed to penitentiary. I was headed to <laughs> a lot of places that I know God said, no, I got something else for you to do. You're not going to go to penitentiary. You're not going to keep being in the street. I'm going to pull you out of all that. Because the way I was living in the streets and the way I was selling drugs and, you know, smoking weed and drinking, he could have took me out a long time ago. But he had he has a plan for me. Because everything God does has a reason. Because I can pull other people that I see doing the same thing that I was doing, I can pull them in. I can attract them and pull them in and become a fisher of men instead of just fishing for self. Amen. And I know I was headed to the graveyard because some of the things I used to do I know I made a lot of enemies back then, but since then I've seen some of the people that I've done stuff to, said stuff to, and I had to talk to them and let them know what's going on with me, and I had to apologize because of the way I treated them. Amen. That's a, that's a part of my growth also, because if you wrong somebody, you can always go back and apologize to them and ask them, you know, to forgive you. And if you ask them and they don't, you did what you're supposed to do. You asked Amen. for the forgiveness, and you told them, you know, I'm sorry for the way I treated you or the way I acted. And, you know, some people accept it, some don't. Not everybody's going to accept you when you're changing and you're going towards Christ instead of going back towards the street. And Pastor Shaw told me that Months ago, not everybody's going to accept you for the changes that you're going through. Amen. So I've seen people that I've wronged and known for years, but I told them that I was sorry, and I asked for their forgiveness. Some of them, hey, you okay? Uh, I accept it, or whatever the case may be, and they walk on. They go on. Amen. Amen. But people need to start being more compassionate, respectful, and loving of each other. Instead of greeting each other with the N-word, hey, brother, how you doing today? I love you. You know, because there's not a – I hadn't heard that word growing up because as a young – African-American male, they used to teach you if you tell somebody you love them, you're soft. If you cry, you're soft. And in fact, a man telling somebody he loves them makes you stronger because, you know, in the Bible it talks about love. So if I'm weak because I tell somebody I love them or show them some type of emotion, I guess I'll be weak in the world of men and stronger in the world of God and Christ, Amen. which is fine by me. Amen. Amen. 
So yeah. now I can I can tell another man, hey, brother, I love you, without feeling some type of way. Because when God removes those little, I guess you can say, little bridges or whatever you want to say that you have to cross to get somewhere else. And once I cross that bridge, that old bridge had to burn away because it's not where I want to go at anymore. Because I felt like I was restrained because I couldn't tell my own son that I loved him because I was brought up to say, if you show, you know, if you tell some man you love him, there's weakness. And we were all told different things. Amen. It's like there's been so many cases of in black families, they always tell you this, what happens in this house stays in this house. So there have been women molested by family members, women, I mean, brutalized, beaten, everything by their own family. But they had they had so much shame that they never told anyone. You can't heal up from something after you burn it down deep. Oh, if something is happening, people need to know. You need to tell somebody because look at all these cases where women have killed men and men have killed women because they're hiding a deep, dark family secret where they've been molested and beaten, mistreated, or whatever the case may be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Something cannot be healed if it has not been in, brought into the light. And once you shine that, that light on something, a family, deep, dark family secret, Watch how it changes. Watch how that monster, that whoever done it to you, watch how they change. And they'll come to you and ask you for forgiveness because one day they're going to have to go meet the father. They're going to go meet the father. And when he he cracks open that book of life and he says, well, you changed and you did this and this, but you didn't ask for forgiveness from the person that you hurt. You took away their innocence. <laughs> so if that is going to stop you from getting into heaven because you took some child's innocence or some young teenager or whatever or whoever the case may be, you need to go back and right your wrongs. Ask for forgiveness yes. for somebody that you've done yes. something to. Glory to God. Ask somebody for forgiveness if you hurt them in any type of way, physically, yes. mentally, emotionally. Yes, Lord, yes. You have to go back and ask those people for forgiveness. Amen. Yes, Lord. And it'll be up to them. Yes. It'll be on them if they choose to forgive you for what you've done to them. I know. Either way. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Thank you, Lord. So I, for some reason, that just came up on me. And there's somebody that's holding a deep, dark family secret, whatever the case may be. Talk to someone. Give it to God. Keeping Keeping it bottled up, that gives that person too much power over you. Yes. Yes. And it's time to take back the power that yes. you give them. Yes. 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 Yes
Glory to God. Take that power Amen. back. Hallelujah. Take that back because no one should have the power to control what happens in your life but God. Amen. They give, they give it to you and they show can't take it away. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So take your power back. Yes. Even if they don't come to you, take back what is yours. Because, Amen. <clears throat> excuse me. It says you have to take back what the enemy has taken from you. By whatever they've done to you, you can take that back. You can get that back. Amen. Whatever the case may be, you can get that back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good God. So if someone's hurt you or whatever, let them know look, you did to me. You took my innocence away when I was a child. You you took everything from me. So now it's time for me to take it back from you. I forgive you for what you've done. Yes. I forgive you for what you've done to me. I forgive you for what you've done to my child. Whatever the case may be, whatever they've done, you can just tell them I forgive you. And don't let him keep on sitting there doing it. Uncover that devil for who he is. Who they are. In the name uh, of Jesus. I'm not what the enemy stole from me, I'm taking it back now. Amen. And the glory goes to God and the strength comes to me. Amen. It gives me the strength to keep going forward, to keep doing what I'm doing, to keep Amen. talking, to keep teaching and preaching. Whatever the case may be with me, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to I'm going to form it and make it even better because God is working with me every day. He's showing me things. So if somebody's wronged you in your family, it could be a family friend or whatever the case may be, take your power back because God, it tells you, take back what the enemy stole from you. Even if it's your innocence, take that back. If it's your finance, take that back. Whatever the case may be, take it back. Don't be scared because God is not a fear. You have to be bold when you take it back. Because if you're not bold, that means the enemy has another chance to take something else from you. So you go... And you take back what they've taken from you. I'm not saying you go and talk crazy to them or cuss them out or try to hurt them. No, Amen. you can take back your, you can take back the power, the yes. innocence. You can take back everything. Yes. And you don't have to put your hands on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give it to God to watch what he do with it. Give it to God. Yes, and once you take it, you take it back, you, you tell, you Hallelujah. say, Lord, I forgive. You tell them, I forgive you. And then you ask God to heal you from it. Amen. Because once anything Amen. has been uncovered, you have to be yes. healed from it. And then once yes. you're healed from it, it'll never, ever come back the same way. Amen. Amen. Take back what the devil's trying to steal from you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Glory to God. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord of God. Hallelujah. Well, my, my testimony, Mother, ended up being something else. Uh, it was not That's me. All right. <laughs> it was not me. Set the captives free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who well, a lot of times, you know, we don't say things because we don't want to hurt people's feelings and everything. But I'm going to tell you, people hurt people. Since I got my mouth, people with a gun, no gun, don't shoot nobody. A person's got that gun, shoot somebody. Oh, that person's got that knife, cut somebody. Set the captures free, baby. Hallelujah. Let God use you. Hallelujah. Because here, I'm going to tell you something. My enemy is the enemy. And he's not going to be an enemy until he sees the God out of Jesus in you. So I'm telling you, God, you set a mouthful today. And you, but you put it on some people's hearts. You gave people something to think about because that's what starts at in the families. Sometimes people be intimidated by their families and things, and it spills off over into their lives, and they don't let it go. But you got to let it go in order to be free. If you don't look for who the sun set free is free, and then you can't be free until you give it to God. You got to give it to Him, and then you got to go to that person and, and let them know that you forgive them. You know, and everything. Like I said, you know, you got this world was built on love, but love sometimes don't love nobody. Sometimes love don't love nobody. And I'm not going to carry no longer because you you don't I mean, you know, you, you, you got people taking, you know, and I look at it like this. We all will have a past. But we don't live in the past. We're beyond the past once God takes over. Once you surrender to God, you don't have to surrender everything and give up everything because it's going to take time to get rid of that old mess anyway in you. It takes time to get rid of it, but you can when you turn your life over to God. You know, you got to do is say, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for anybody that I have wronged out there and everything, Lord. I'm willing. It's time for me to change. And I want to change, and I don't know how to do it, so I'm going to give it to you. You do it for me, Lord. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Let me free from myself, not my enemies, from myself, from my I am my worst enemy. Let me pray, Jesus. In your name, I pray this. If you never said the sinner's prayer, that's all you got to do to say that. And you're free. And he's right there with you. This word was a good word. It was a touching hard word. Because it starts in the family. A whole lot of times we don't want to say what we've done, but in order to be free, you got to do it. It's your testimony. For that next person out there that needs to be free, you don't know who you're setting free out there by just telling what happened to you and how you got over. Because you couldn't get over by yourself. You had to take it to the Lord in prayer. So that's the sinner's prayer. Mother's already said the sinner's prayer. Amen. 
So you get your music together and everything, and I've, I've already prayed a sin, so you know you can take it over from there. And I'll be my little Indian before we go away from here, brother. It's time for us to shut down now in the name of Jesus. God don't care about us going over a little bit. It ain't going to hurt nothing. It's going to help more than it's going right. to hurt. Oh, I get one for you, Mother. I got a song That's for you. That's all right. That's all right. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. God, thank you for the word, Father. Thank you for the use of that baby today. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord.
Second Chance will be having a men's conference. Uh, it's called Speak to Your Storms Revival. It's going to be a revival, not a men's revival, but a revival. 
It's going to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, July the 26th through the 28th, and it's starting at 7 o'clock nightly. Uh, Pastor Shaw is hosting it. On this, the guest speaker's door will be Minister L.J. Stewart from Louisville, Kentucky, on the 26th of July. Past James, Pastor James Anderson, Jr. from Louisville, Kentucky, on the 27th. And then on the 28th of July, Robert C. Drake from Louisville, Kentucky, will be there on the 28th. Uh, the location will be at Solomon's Temple, 2125 Dixie Highway, here in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have, need any information, you can call Pastor Shaw at 502-472-8961. And then in August, we're having another one for the women. And it will be a revival. And the revival is Revive Me, O Lord. And it is hosted by Pastor Nina Shaw, too. And it's going to be at the same location. Uh, Pastor Belinda Simpson from Louisville, Kentucky, will be there on August the 23rd. Pastor Lynette LaFay Jones will be here on August 24th. And Apostle Libby Bell from Branton, Florida, will be there on August 25th. This one will be from August Thursday, August 23rd, to Friday, August 20th. No, it's, let me read. It'll be from Thursday, August 23rd, through Saturday, August 25th. And the time will start at 7 p.m. nightly. Amen. 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 So you all come out and enjoy. Come out and peace with us in the Lord. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we uh, just want to fellowship and get together and, and just hear God's word. And we're on our hearts so we can go out there and tell them about God and who he is in us and everything. Let our light shine. Don't put it on a bushel. Don't hide it. Let it shine. So everybody know who we are, spirit to spirit, in the name of Jesus. We are the light of the world. In Jesus' name, glory to God. So, you know, we got to cut this short now because we done went over, over time. My mother yes, just want to just want to say only what you do for Christ will never last you all. Whatever you do for Him, will ever will always last. So you know, live life, live life, live life for Jesus Christ. Live. We love you all. God bless you, and do be speak prosperous. Do something prosperous today. Let somebody know you love them. Touch somebody and tell them you love them. Tell them Jesus loves them. Let them know how much Jesus loves them, too. In the name of Jesus, Mother, live you all. Thank you, baby, for the word. God bless you today. Thank you. Thank you, Mother. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God bless you, baby. And at this time, this concludes our broadcast. I welcome you to join us next Tuesday at 7 o'clock. 
And if need be, I will be back on here with something that will be educational. And hopefully, Pastor Shaw will be joining us. I hope she feels better. I'm praying for her. She will. She will. I welcome everyone to join us, everybody to join us next Tuesday at 7 o'clock. In the name of Jesus. Uh, Good night, Mother. I love you. Good night, baby. Love you all. Love you, too. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.